Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve. I almost let y'all have to listen to that whole song. That's one of my favorite songs. For those of you that do not know, Nipsey was a big advocate for cryptocurrency. He was trying to tell us long before many of us were even paying attention to cryptocurrency. So that is a perfect song today because last time I checked, we got some good information to share with our community. So with that being said, we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, a.k.a. Young Harriet, and it is my mission in my entire life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today, in observance of Women's Her Story Month, I found a quote and it says, tremendous amounts of talent are being lost to our society because that talent wears a skirt. And that was our late, great Shirley Chisholm. And yes, a lot of us wear skirts and we are great and companies better recognize that we are here and that we are forced to be reckoned with and not lose the talent that they could have. And so today I'm going to feature two women in this crypto uh, hour and I'm recognizing both of these women today very shortly uh, because they are related to a group that wrote a book. And so Wednesdays, what I'm trying to do is make sure that we have books to read in the Bitcoin space. Last week, you remember, we had from bars to Bitcoin. Mr. Justin came on and talked to us. And today we're going to talk about a little book called The Little Bitcoin Book. And that has been a really great book. And so the two ladies that I'm going to honor today actually are co-authors of the book. And one of the names is Lily Lou. She is a investor and an entrepreneur. Most recently, she was a co-founder and CFO of Earn.com, a platform that allowed you to earn Bitcoin in your free time, which was sold to Coinbase in 2018. Prior to that, she built a hospital in China. She worked for KKR and McKinsey and studied at Stanford and Howard University. And so that is Lily Lou. And the other young lady that I would love to showcase, her name is Elena Vernoa. And she has developed successful financial services businesses since 2003. And for the past seven years, she has been helping individuals and small businesses protect their Bitcoin with non-custodial product services. In 2013, she introduced Trezor, which was the first Bitcoin hardware wallet. And she currently heads the strategy at Casa. And you all will be hearing from Casa really, really shortly because Casa is partnering with me to do a Bitcoin homeless project right here in Los Angeles. So I'm excited about that. We'll be talking about that. And she also... Uh, is responsible for making personal Bitcoin security and financial sovereignty accessible to everyone. And so I'm excited about, you know, her and her work and the things that she's doing. And we've got a lot of good stuff going on 
out here in this crypto space, as some of us would say in these crypto streets. And so we are going to jump into the crypto scoop. So as you may or may not know, our president has actually signed an executive order and our secretary, Janet Yellen, um, has actually made a statement or a statement was released. Now, last night, we thought that statement was accidentally leaked by press and because it had today's day on it, but it was released yesterday. And so I jumped in before they could erase it. And I actually took pictures of it. And coincidentally, they did take it down because it was released a little bit too early. So I'm not sure if that intern at the White House still has their job or not. But that being said, uh, there was a, a statement that was made by Janet Yellen that I'm going to actually read to you today. And we're going to have some discussion about uh, what's happening with the price of Bitcoin after this um, executive order has been is out. And now everybody knows what's happening. And we're going to make sure that our community is going to get what they need to understand out of this paragraph out of the things that we are explaining as it relates to uh, Janet Yellen's executive order and her and her report that came out her remarks that's what they're called secretary statements and remarks and we're going to make sure that we're understanding how it affects our community specifically. Again, anything we do and talk about, we want to know how it affects our community because that's what's most important. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we will have a special guest, which I love to have on. We call him a young Malcolm of the crypto space. His name is Ryan Lawrence, and he is going to come on, and he's really good at talking about the philosophy behind things. He's probably going to talk about the philosophy of how they put this out uh, before time and pretended like they didn't want to or they fired. Whatever happened, we don't know the truth because, you know, we, <laughs> we are definitely just uh, getting what's fed to us. So I'll say it that way. So when we come forward, we'll get into this topic We'll get into this information and young Harriet is going to shed some light on this information. And so is young Malcolm. So with that, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. All right. All right. And I want to make sure that everyone is clear today. This is March 9th, 2022. And you are really, really listening to history happening as I read what I'm about to read. We have been waiting in the United States for a president, any president to say anything as it relates to cryptocurrency. And that time is here. And that time is now. And I'm not even sure in what order to read this, but I'm just going to make sure really quickly that we just kind of go over uh, the statement that Janet Yellen put out because the executive order obviously is long. But this is very short to help give you the gist of what this is about. And then I'm going to tell you what happened to the price of Bitcoin after this executive order. So we're going to bring uh, young Malcolm on Mr. Ryan Lawrence right now. And I'm going to go ahead and read what the statement was from Janet Yellen. And it just basically said the U.S. Security 
of Treasury, Janet Yellen, released the following statement on President Biden's executive order on digital assets. President Biden's historic executive order calls for coordination and comprehensive approach to digital asset policy. This approach will support responsible innovation that could result in substantial benefits for the nation, consumers, and businesses. It also uh, allows us to address risks related to illicit finance, protecting consumers and investors, and preventing threats to the financial system and broader economy. Remember that statement. Under the executive order, Treasury will partner with interagency colleagues to produce a report on future of the future of money and payment systems. We will convene the Financial Stability Oversight Commission to evaluate the potential financial stability risks of digital assets and assess whether appropriate safeguards are in place. And because and because the questions raised by digital assets have often been very important cross-border dimensions, we'll work with our international partners to promote a robust standard and a level playing field. This work will complete, and it will be ongoing with our efforts with the Treasury. Already, the department has worked with the president's working group on financial markets and the FDIC and the OCC to study one particular kind of digital asset, and that is stable coins. And to make recommendations under the executive order, Treasury and the interagency partners will build upon the recent publicity published National Risk Assessment which identifies key illicit financing risks associated with digital assets. I'm almost done. One more paragraph. As we take on this important work, we will be guided by consumer and investor protection groups, market participants, and other leading experts. Treasury will work to promote a fairer, more inclusive, and more efficient financial system while building on our ongoing work to counter illicit finance and prevent risk to financially stable stability. Excuse me, I almost laughed at to prevent risk to financial stability and national security. That's not a joke. I just I just happened to read that different. But with that being said, uh, Bitcoin in the last, I don't know, 24 hours has spiked nearly 9%. It rose above $42,000. And this this information was dropped yesterday about 6 p.m. And again, it was released perhaps inadvertently. We don't know. But the statement um, was well received and the markets are jumping. So one of the other coins that looks like has been doing really positive based on what Janet Yellen said is Ethereum. So with that, we are going to bring on young Malcolm. Hey, welcome Ryan to the call. Greetings, greetings. Now it's a pleasure to be here. 
Pleasure to have you. Pleasure to have you. So what are you thinking about that executive order? And if you don't mind, I, I, I keep smiling because I want to break down just a couple of things. Um, of the resounding theme in here was about illicit uh, finance. And so I, I found that in, um, interesting that that was a continual theme. Uh, anything to say about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, for, from two different perspectives, right? Uh, crypto is still fighting the narrative that everything that we do and everything in this space always goes to illicit activity. Anytime I talk to regulators and things, that is, that is one of their major concerns about illicit activity and being able to get around sanctions and being able to do all of these other things of that nature. So one of the things that we really have to do is to consider chain analysis chain analysis, on-chain analysis, that'll be able to assist people with determining how things are moving. And, you know, the report don't necessarily favor this overall narrative that crypto activity is still of illicit transactions, right? Like multiple entities and things just say the complete opposite. So it's time for us to really hopefully push back against that and let people know that the majority of things that are happening in this space is for the benefit of people and is in good faith. It's not people out here going and doing things. And, right, if this is important to note that Bitcoin in particular, right, is private, but it's not anonymous. Everything is public. So, honestly, using any form of blockchain technology that is open doesn't bode well for criminals. And we've seen that. We've seen that. It does not work out well. So it's time for us to put that negative narrative to rest and for people to really um, start to see the benefits of crypto and not just the negativity. Well, thank you for that. And I could not have said it better. One of the other things that jumped off the page to me is that this was particularly about stable coins. So what do you what, what is your take on that? Were they specifically named stable coins? You know, as it relates to things going digital, right, uh, there's this idea that U.S. dollar and fiat currencies are, quote unquote, stable. That can be debatable based upon what time frame and who we're talking to, right, whether it's the traders or others. But broadly, when you're thinking about trying to digitize an asset, which can also save the, the government significantly uh, from not having to print so much, especially as it relates to um, the minting of coins and things. That could be huge. That could be significant. Um, I would be interested in seeing, you know, how, how they're going to navigate this whole money versus currency um, type of piece and how open the system is going to be. I think people would be really surprised to find out more about fractional reserve banking, uh, how the loan and debt markets actually work, the bond markets, who is buying what, how are things moving in, in and out of this system. That is going to be really eye-opening. But stable coins um, could pave a path for even greater adoption. Um, but because people will already be moving in the system, but we have to be mindful. That could also potentially open people up to be tracked and traced significantly more. Because now everybody has a, has a nice peek into what is happening. So we'll have to see which direction they ultimately take. But it will not benefit the government if they come in with a um, framework that is not innovative, if you will. They always say regulators are always fighting the last war. So hopefully they're not um, coming in with a framework 
that is from the last war as it relates to stable coins, especially if they're only thinking about DM or right or meta and what was coming out of the work with Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I know that you are a master trader. And so this next question is kind of geared towards trading because we know that B that Bitcoin has gone back above 40 uh, and is conforming. But uh, if it claim reclaims what is at 46, it would signify that the mo momentum has actually began to regain. And so what do you think, I guess, Con the sentiments are as to why uh, folks are starting to get or put their money or their fiat or whatever they had back into Bitcoin after this announcement. Why is this announcement creating this 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 a little bit of a frenzy, as, a, as they would say? Well, what they say, uh, anything that's not bad news is sort of kind of good news. Uh, so this executive order really to me, didn't change much in terms of what we know, right? It didn't come out and swinging and saying these things have been classified as securities or these are commodities. It's more of a let's actually look at what is happening and what is taking place and then getting interagencies to work together. I always tell a lot of people, contrary to popular belief, uh, people in the crypto space really don't have a problem from what I found with regulation. But it has to be responsible. It has to be responsive to the times that we're in. And the framework has to be interdisciplinary and cross-agency, coupled with the fact that you need people that know about the technology to weigh in, right? Many times you hear people that say, oh, what does the technology do? They never ask how it works. So the fact that this is more of an exploratory type of piece um, that has been set forward and things seem positive, now people are less anxious, right, about what it could have spelled or what it could have meant. So it's, it's overall slightly positive in that light, right? It's not negative. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. So that's that's my broader thought from a psychology perspective. Well, we definitely appreciate you and we appreciate your perspective. And we we definitely know that you have some expertise in that trading area. And, um, you know, we, we got to see what is happening. And, and as I always say, I am elated when the price kind of trade trade sideways or it just stays sideways uh, yes. because we can get more Bitcoin for our bang. Right. And I'm just praying I'm that our community gets stats. this. Man, we got to stack our stats and, and our stats. If I can say something really quick. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, what, one, one of the first lines um, that I read from the White House press briefing, um, it says specifically the executive order calls for protecting U.S. consumers, investors, and businesses. Right. And it goes on to talk about financial stability and leadership and promote equitable access to safe and affordable financial systems. That got me. And I'm going to tell you all why. Uh, in 2020, Citigroup came out a report. They said $16 trillion has been lost over 20 years due to what? Discrimination and racism. $13 trillion from businesses that black people have left out on. $2.7 trillion lost in black income. $90 to $113 billion in lifetime lost in discrimination and higher education. $218 billion lost in two decades for housing credit. I hope. And I would challenge the government the same way we are coming up with the framework for crypto and talking about equitable and making things, uh, protecting the consumer and all of these things. Make sure we do that in the traditional market as well.
There's no reason for black people to still be shut out and for us to still have to deal with redlining and people have to go out and get, uh, you know, their white colleagues or counterparts to stand in front of their house and, and do appraisals and things of that nature. And in order to really start to get benefits, we have to do better. Fix the credit system and the things that are there and do significantly more. That is the way, right, that the Treasury and all need to look. Because they said they will promote a fairer and more exclusive and efficient financial system. That's not one that we have right now in the traditional sense. So we need to have that same energy and then some to correct decades, centuries of injustice, not just start with digital assets. Well, all I can say to that is drop the mic because that is absolutely the truth. And to that end, ladies and gentlemen, black and brown people will be hitting Capitol Hill, even though our president has finally put in an executive order and they're finally trying to do some things. I'm I'm just going to say it that way. We will still be on the, the stairs of the Capitol on April the 4th from 11 to 5. We want them to know that black and brown people are in this space. And when they speak about especially Janet Yellen and Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who heads uh, her department or her chairs, her her department. We want them to know that black and brown people are in this space and we should not be ignored and they need to see us. And that is what we have on our flyer. See us. We are here. Stop going to other communities, talking to them about how it benefits our community or how to protect our communities. They don't need to bypass us to get that information. We are here. Lots of us are experts in the space and we are calling for them to talk to us about dealing with us and hear exactly those facts that Ryan just read. And Ryan, I wish that you would share those statistics with me because I hadn't had the liberty or the, 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 I just have not had the, uh, ability to pull them but I love what you just said and I really really appreciate you for coming on last minute I know that there were there are things that happen in our cryptocurrency space and we got to get on it right now and I said man we got to talk about this today so I really really appreciate you jumping on today and appreciate you all the way from the the west coast to the east coast with that Ryan you have an incredible day and when we come forward ladies and gentlemen we will be talking about the little bitcoin book this is kbla talk 1580 we know you have options but thank you thank you for making the best choice the only station in la of the people by the people for the people for the people we are unapologetically progressive kbla talk 1580 all right all right well we're going to get going on this little bitcoin book it says why bitcoin matters for your freedom your finances and your future and just as we were over that commercial i saw an article that came across really quick that says surprise oil fell so it fell even as russia Exports are being shunned by the United States and by other major countries. And it's really, really interesting how it fell. 
and that our prices are just absolutely incredibly high. And it's, I believe that they're going to continue to get high. Uh, and we're, we talk about uh, in Bitcoin not having a crystal ball because people ask us all the time, do you have a crystal ball? Do you know what the price of Bitcoin is going to be um, and all those things? And we always say we do not have a crystal ball. But ladies and gentlemen, I beg to differ because it seems to me like most people that are in the Bitcoin space specifically are able to utilize their crystal ball because we're looking at the technology and we are figuring out how it is going to affect the world around us. And I am saying that because this book, as I stated a little bit earlier, was written uh, back in 2014, I believe. And um, well, copyrighted in 2019 but there is a chapter in here and it was co-authored by seven people eight people actually uh timmy lewis alex lily alexander alejandro jimmy and elena and they all got together and co-authored this book but in this the reason i pulled this book off the shelf today is because chapter five says a tale of two futures and it's talking about two different futures the fiat future and the cryptocurrency future but the first paragraph is talking about the past 20 years have seen a significant rise in global war and we're dealing with some of this stuff right now and again this book was a little bit a little while ago countries fight to unseat the u.s dollars and the Chinese from their dominant positions. Sometimes this economic turbulence breaks out into violent conflicts. Rich countries suffer from political decline and intractable economy recessions, while poor countries hover near total collapse as successive economic crises consolidate wealth and power to central state and corporate powers. Now, further in this book, it makes a statement that says if Bitcoin is implemented, governments will face the true price of war. When Bitcoin becomes ubiquitous, the ability of state to simply print more money to fund war will be much more limited. Wars will no longer be financed as easy as they have been over the past hundred years. If wars do happen, they will be more limited and briefer. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, I think that we are again, we are so much living history. Every time I read something, every time I see something, I am understanding that we are living in history because if we sit back and we watch this thing play out, the sanctions that are imposed, normally people will have kind of succumbed to those sanctions because they don't have any options they're cut off from, you know, like they did the SWIFT system and they cut off bank accounts and they cut off all sorts of things. And again, it all has to do with money. And I keep saying it no matter what problem people face or we face in our community, it all comes back to economics. And that is part of their art of war. And if there's something being used other than what they control it makes it a little more difficult, ladies and gentlemen, for them to stop uh, what they've been used to stopping. Hence the reason why I believe 
this Russian-Ukrainian war was what actually pushed our government to actually get this executive order in place so that they can start to work to do something that they should have been doing a long time ago. And so with that being said, um, in this book, it also talks about uh, the powers that will be shrunk. And one of them is the powers of the big bank. Um, one of the other ones, and again, it's chapter uh, chapter five. So if you want to go out and grab this little Bitcoin book, I would suggest you do so because there's so many great chapters in here uh, talking to you about why Bitcoin matters for human rights, uh, not just about wars and those sorts of things and talking about self-sovereignty. But again, it just seems like everybody in Bitcoin has a crystal ball as to how Bitcoin can solve a lot of the world's ills. And one of the other things in here, it says, is the decline of Big Brother and surveillance and capitalism. Because the digital payments that are being uh, that are in place and have been in place forever have allowed companies to actually profit off government surveillance and not to say that they shouldn't be doing doing what they need to do, but using it without anyone's knowledge or explicit permission, it is not fair. It, it goes against everything that our country is supposed to be standing for. And we really believe that uh, everyone has been really slow to protect us. You know, just like Ryan said, they fail to protect us in a lot of different ways. And so we've got to make sure that we are understanding. Um, and I guess I'll say it again. I think Bitcoin solves everything. And I say it all the time. And people are like, no, I can't solve everything. But when we start to really understand this underlying technology and all the things that have been done incorrectly uh, as it relates to our community, we start to really feel like and really start to understand that Bitcoin is a lot more than just this digital peer to peer money that was supposed to be interchanged over the Internet. It is so much more, ladies and gentlemen. And when you start to listen when you start to listen and you start to learn and you start to dig and you start to read and you start to really explore things that people have never told you before, you really start to understand what Bitcoin is. It really is. And I have said it over and over again, and I'll continue to say it. You know, a lot of folks say, you know, Bitcoin is not backed by anything. And I say, and the dollar's not backed by anything either except war. And that's one of the things that I say. But I also say that Bitcoin is backed by social construct. Everything that people are using Bitcoin for, and that is borderless payments. I mean, there's just store of value. There's just I can go on and on and on, which I will over the next, uh, you know, the next segment. So you all can understand just how powerful this technology is, not only how powerful it is, how it how it can absolutely benefit our community and how it can absolutely benefit your family. And last but not least, how it can absolutely benefit you. And we have a caller that will be coming on. But when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into the end of understanding um, what we need to as it relates to this little Bitcoin book. But we're going to bring Morris up. Morris, I see you. But when we come forward, we're going to take his question 
from our line and we're going to get into our dollar cost averaging of the day and we're going to get this thing going. So with that, this is KBLA Talk 1580 and we are unapologetically progressive. Build black better. Better. Tweet it. Tell it. LA finally has a black owned talk radio station. And it's unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Hello to everybody within the sound of my voice and everybody listening to me. This woman knows what she's talking about. I'm telling you the truth. The president of the United States, President uh, Papa Joe Biden, he has issued an executive order to study Bitcoin and the U.S. digital dollar, U.S. digital currency. All right. Now, un- a year ago, that wouldn't have been part of the vernacular. And this is what the president of the United States is ordering all agencies to do. This woman knows what she's talking about. I wish I knew more about it. But since I'm going to give you ups on this one, you got this one. All right. Well, I appreciate you for coming on. And we always love hearing from you. And feel free anytime you want to call back and we can we can definitely sur- solve the world's problems, as some of my uncles would say, as they sit around and drink coffee. Um, but another question came up. Can the government, because the, gov- the president made this executive order, can the government actually ban or turn off Bitcoin? So really quickly, I'm going to say because there is no company, there is no centrally coordinated set of servers. There is no single running Uh, No single team running Bitcoin. There is no practical way to shut down the network, ladies and gentlemen. Their authoritarian governments could ban the possession of Bitcoin, as we've seen in China. But enforcement would be exceedingly difficult due to its actual digital nature. Hiding Bitcoins is relatively easy. Storing Bitcoin on a phone, on a USB device. We talked about those yesterday, which are the ledgers and the trezors. And I don't know why yesterday I just really, really felt like our community needed to make sure that they were getting their stuff on their ledgers and trezors. We knew this was coming. I guess that's one of the reasons why I felt so strongly. But I had no idea it was going to come this quick because they've been telling us a couple of years that somebody was going to make an order and it's never happened so it's here now uh but again uh keeping all those things in mind if someone uh keeps their private keys in their mind and they don't have it down on a phone or in a usb or any of those things it's absolutely very difficult for anybody to discover or penalize you for holding your bitcoin because they don't know but in contrast to that The things that we know, ladies and gentlemen, the things that our grandparents have used, our parents have used, our forefathers have used, things like gold, which was confiscated by the United States government in 1933. Things like real estate that have been taken as eminent domain and other things, things like stocks and money that's in people's bank accounts. Hint, hint, the Black Wall Street total Tulsa, Oklahoma, where their banks were bombed, money was lost. That fiat money probably wasn't even in that bank, but they never got a dime of that money back. They have the ability to do whatever they want, whenever they want with bank accounts. And all of those things are relatively easy for governments to locate and confiscate. Take a look at Canada again. Last week, week before last, they did the exact same thing to the Canadians. Even if you donated five dollars in Canada to those truck drivers, they confiscated and closed your bank account. 
They cannot do that with Bitcoin. It is high time that our community takes advantage of the technology that is now available to us. There has not there has been nothing like this before, ladies and gentlemen. And I am so excited and so happy to be a part of everything that Bitcoin brings to our community. That being said, when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do our dollar cost averaging of the day. And then we're going to have a really quick talk about what the rest of the week looks like. And I am super, super excited again to be here. My name is Naja Roberts, and this is the head of the crypto curve. And I am forever thankful for KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580. Unapologetically progressive radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lumert Park, USA. The heart of Lumert Park, USA. We're listening, and the convo continues right now. Right now. All right. If this executive order is scaring you, if 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 the little Bitcoin book, uh, some of the the futuristic things that they said just a couple of years ago is coming true right now today. And you need to get your Bitcoin into a cold storage device. Absolutely do so. Just remember, we will next month have our Ledger and Me 123 where you can learn. It's a virtual event where I will help you set up your Ledger so that you can move your Bitcoin safely to your private cold storage wallet. And don't forget that if you have any family members that need to learn about cryptocurrency, uh, we will also be having a special crypto essentials on April the 2nd for friends and family to really get the gist of this. I know that you're listening every single day and we appreciate you. What I'd also like to ask you to do is please ask at least two people that you know to download this KBLA app. This is actually almost, it's it's, it's just almost a must. This must be a prerequisite for our community to get involved with this station. I don't care who it is you're listening to from 6 a.m. in the morning on the on here till midnight. There is absolutely incredible needed information that is going out. Please ask your friends and family to download this app to get in where they fit in. Maybe they need to hear from a psychologist. We have that here. Maybe they need to hear about just the regular money. We have that here. Of course, you know, we have Tavis Smiley and Dominique and and just uh, Danny. Everybody here is absolutely incredible. Ask two to three people, you know, to download the app. I am asking you to do me that favor because we need to get our community in the know. And how else do they get in the know except to have this information at their fingertips? And because they have a cell phone makes this information accessible to them. So with that, we're going to dollar cost average. And what we're going to do is we're going to take out our black Wall Street wallet. I am going to dollar cost average. And I say a dollar cost average a day keeps poverty away and the reason it keeps poverty away because all you have to do is save or start with at least six dollars a day you don't have to do six dollars a day you can do six dollars a week six dollars a month but I'm doing six dollars a day for the next year so we can see what that looks like at the end of the year so open up your black wall street wallet you can go to your app store and download that as well but it's the black wall street it's purple and black and what you can do is actually just click on uh, the app. Once you open it up, you'll see the purple circle with the white arrows and it 
and that allows you to go to the section that says buy sell but you want to buy today so we're going to click on buy and then you're going to use online uh, one time or a month if you want to set it up and forget it you can absolutely do that on this wallet but for the sake of this doing this every day I'm going to click one time and then I am going to hit six dollars and I'm going to hit confirm and I'm going to confirm that I'm buying $6 worth of Bitcoin. Yes, you can buy $6 worth of Bitcoin. And the price to do that is approximately 11 cent. And I'm going to do that right now. And I am going to purchase my $6 worth of Satoshis. Satoshis is the smallest increment of a dollar of a Bitcoin. Their pennies are the smallest increments of a dollar. Bitcoin is a small, uh, Satoshis are the smallest increments of a Bitcoin. With that, ladies and gentlemen, Please do not touch that dial. The fabulous D.L. Hughley and the D.L. Hughley show is coming up when we come forward for the rest of the week. We're going to have some incredible content. Do not miss it. This is Naja Robertson. This is ahead of the crypto curve. Have an incredible rest of your day.